Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio today. I feel like it's been forever <laughs> since we've all three. <laughs> yes. Uh, with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Who's got like all of her bites ready for later in the show, <laughs> all lined up on the table. Um, today on the show, we are going to talk about how to end the struggle over chores or how to end the nagging. How to try how to, to. So you're not the nag. <laughs> That's the key, right? So you're not the nag. Um, we are basing this on an article in the Washington Post, which was kind of fun. Actually, it was like a letter to the reporter or something. So it's even better because it has an answer, which we love. <laughs> a question and an answer. Um, and then we're going to do our bites of the week. So let's jump right in. Um, so here was the question. It was on the on parenting section of the Washington Post. It said, I nag, my tween complains. How do we end the struggle over chores? And the whole question was like, you know, basically about her 12-year-old son who's a nice, smart kid. He does well in school. He has lots of friends. He's always in a good mood. But... He does minimum amount of work for every task he's asked to complete. And they give him specific instructions so he can't say, I didn't understand you, I didn't hear you. But he still takes the easy way out. They've tried punishment and positive reinforcement. Nothing works. At this point in his life, which is 12, 12. let's remember <laughs> it's 12, um, it says these are not life-altering tasks like matching up your socks instead of just dumping them in the drawer. But she's worried it's a sign of what to come. Because he's able to do most things fairly well without having to try hard, he doesn't see the value in working to improve or feel the satisfaction of a job well done. While he's doing a task, he'll sigh and complain as if we will feel bad for him and relieve him of his duties, which I thought was the best part of this because it's so I typical. I could totally relate to that. Are you sure they didn't write this about my daughter? <laughs> I know. She's like constantly harping on him about everything, and that's not what I want our relationship to be like. And I can't sit idly by while he chews with his mouth open for the 11,000th time, <laughs> which is also so great. I feel bad for this person and many many of us who go through this because, I mean, we really do want to teach our kids. You know, we want to teach them, don't you? your mouth open and, and to be able to complete a simple task but uh, you know as they point out 12 year olds just don't care well I actually think what's funny about it is you will often hear when your child goes to someone else's house See, I always feel like part of this is a fear that your kid's going to act this way when they're not with you that when they're with someone else and it's usually the opposite right yeah. the kids yeah. usually so awesome at someone else's house they so clear their manners, dishes oh manners you. up the wazoo uh -huh. and at camp my daughters do everything because they have to right otherwise you're going to bring your whole bunk down for inspection so they make their beds they have all their toiletries lined up on the thing they have to put away all their laundry like they have you're to like, who is this alien child right here and at why this camp? doesn't that work at home well because they don't care if they bring the family down <laughs> <laughs> we need outside inspectors. yeah you're not their friends they don't care you know I, I i remember i had a roommate in college a sweet mate in college who used to click pen caps and tap her fingers all oh. the time and like flick pop tab metal things back and forth oh so they made noise God. all the time and I just didn't understand why someone in her family didn't drill that out of her beforehand. And I really like I see other parents kind of watching their kids do this stuff and not saying anything. And I really think it's your duty as a parent to make sure that you don't send an uber annoying child into the world. I think that's right. separate from the chore thing. Like chore thing, that's on you. You're just making your own life harder and 
possibly a future spouse's life harder. But the annoyance thing, like if your kid is the one who like jiggles the entire bench of seats all the time with his knee, you got to stop that. You have to make them stop it. Right. What I find so interesting on that note, and I know we're getting off topic, but like I found that this whole new generation of parents, right? It's like the, I don't want to say no to my kid generation. So I have seen... Like, I'll never forget being in the post office in my town in New Jersey and a kid running around like crazy, you know, pulling things off the wall and touching things. And instead of saying, that's not how you behave, please come stand next to me in line, you know, and behave. It was just, oh, my gosh, the man is going to get mad at you. If he comes out and sees you, Ugh. that man is going to yell at she you. She doesn't want to be the and bad it was like, guy. Wait a minute. Right. The man is not his parent. You know, the boogeyman. Like, the man wasn't even there. Tell him what he's supposed to be doing. Give mm-hmm. him direction. That made me crazy. And that right. happens a mm-hmm. lot. Well, I thought one of the things were interesting. So the article has like very in-depth answers, which is not common for these kinds of questions. <laughs> I haven't read things. it, so I'm dying to know what the oh. answer is. So first she I'll said, you're one step ahead. You've realized the punishment and rewards don't work. Why? They're two sides of the same coercive coin. Whenever tweens feel manipulated or coerced, they will usually rally against it. It's the lowest rung on the behavioral ladder. <laughs> Hmm. And frankly, insulting yep. to a mature tween. You're treating your son like a two-year-old, so he's acting like a two-year-old. Abandon those tricks Yeah, you right can't away. do star charts with a tween. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> uh, you don't gain cooperation from tweens by expecting them to care about what you care about. Yeah. They just don't. Developmentally speaking, they're focused on their peers and themselves, and that's about it. Okay, so I'm going to say something about that. My daughter wanted to have friends come over the other day. And I said, Really? Are you going to bring him to your room? <laughs> and she literally was like, oh. And I said, yeah. I said, how, how are you going to do that? Like, your beds are unmade, both your beds. Your desk is a mess. Your underwear and bras are on the floor. So our boy is coming, too. And she, those kids did not come over. So it, like, it was like a little so, lesson. But she didn't clean her room. Um, she did not clean her room. <laughs> but the next time she knows she's going to have friends come over she's going to clean her room like she suddenly realized that she couldn't she didn't do the things she wanted to do right like I'm like the living room's great whatever yeah. I'm like but you're not allowed to hang out in here right. like I'm going to be home from work soon and like I don't want them all in the living room so they have to go into your room and your room is disgusting and I'm not cleaning it for you yeah which may lead us to a key solution here you have to make a consequence that they care about right you have to make them see Correct. why it matters and it's not because you care so when when Matt was young and this, you know, again, I, I always have this, like, regret of parenthood when, when we talk about these things. Like, Andrea, gosh, I wish I had known this. Andrea is our cautionary tale. And yet I've met her son, and he's delightful. Right. So, it all worked even, out like, fine. Are we, does none of this matter? I don't know. He, and he really has turned out to be a great kid. And when, when the girlfriend says to you, thank you for teaching him to cook, Aww. it's like, okay, that was good. Yeah, That worked. That's but his thing was he would put dishes in the sink and not clean up the dishes. So I would leave to go to work in the morning and the sink was empty and I expected that when I came home the sink would be empty you can do whatever you want in it you can take a bath in it while I'm at work I don't care (laughs) as long as it's clean and empty when I come home and of course I would walk in the door close the porch door and he would get up off the couch and go I know I know I have to wash the dishes you know like it was this big huge like mom's here bad thing I'm a bad person (laughs) let's get this done and then he would go off and sulk now, yes, he turned out okay, and he does clean the sink, but it was like, why did I make that such a big thing? Why right. couldn't I just have been like, all right, whatever, so when we load the dishwasher, we'll add these to it and give him something else. I will say on the That's subject of says. socks, he did socks. I mean, it was hysterical. <laughs> I would fold laundry, you know, and sort stuff, and I said, you do the socks, and I would put all the socks, <laughs> mine, Dick's, and his, in a big laundry basket and put it in his room. 
And sure enough, like it could take a day or two days, but we would have folded socks on our bed. And that was the chore he chose to do. Okay, right. so let me get us off track even more because I have a question for you guys. So uh, we talked a couple of months ago on the show about having, it, Rebecca suggested that I have my kids do the prep for dinner, which we've been doing since then. Mm. And it works amazing because they're not in the kitchen cooking with me. They're mm-hmm. in there before me. So I don't have to deal with them. I just and they say, don't have to deal with you. Right. I just say, do this. And so they have two things they have to do between getting home from school and dinner time. They have to do that prep. And I usually divide it in half. And they have to empty the dishwasher. Um, you know, usually one does the top, one does the bottom. But yesterday, Jake was like, oh, I hate doing the prep. Can I just do the whole dishwasher? Fiona, if I do the whole dishwasher, will you do all the prep? And she was like, yeah. And they just decided. So should I be making them do the chore that they don't like as much so that no, they learn no, something? No, no, no. So here they worked it out. That's this next part of the question. <laughs> Why do you ask that, Amy? So I didn't get us off track. Um, teens are brimming with independence. Schools are not great at offering it, and their homes are often not much better. Allow freedom of choice with chores. Mm. Make choices between laundry and toilet scrubbing, dishes and trash, dusting, wiping windows. Is there something they excel at, such as gardening or cooking? Look past your own narrow vision and see their skills and desires and put them to use. Which really does go back a little bit to treating them like toddlers. Like when when you would say, okay, do you want to wear the pants or the skirt? Making them think they have a choice. choice. As long as they make a choice. But I think it's so mature that between them, they worked it out. I mean, in the end, the chores that you want to have done are done. So does it really matter who does it? And they amicably worked it out. I guess only if you care about one of them learning how to use a knife. Right. But I guess there's time for that later. Or he'll eat cereal forever. (laughs) Oh, he'd be happy to. And buy pre-chopped onions and pre-chopped stuff. Yeah, I guess you can do that. You can certainly do that. Or buy a little chopper. (laughs) One of those mini choppers. I'll give him one of my six. Right. So she says, like, call a family meeting and assign jobs. Right? So basically, like, everyone's on board. Don't just be yelling at your kids what they're supposed to do. Tie jobs to real-life consequences. So... It says, make them clear while you're in the family meeting, discuss what will happen, which we already, which was funny because she said in the beginning, like, that's not going to work. Right. So. And she also said, don't have consequences or don't punish don't, them. Well, so don't I don't punish, know. So yeah, I different. I don't know yeah. what the consequences Punishments to me are, are different than consequences. Like a consequence is something that they're going to care about. Like right. you don't clean your room, your friends you can't, can't come over. over. Right. Rather than you don't clean your room, you lose your phone for two but hours. I think right. that's such a real world consequence. I think that's perfect. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I will say, so one of my daughters is reading The Once and Future King at school. So it's all about King Arthur. So they're talking about chivalry. So they had to keep a chivalry diary for a week and write down every time someone... And she seriously wrote down, like, I emptied the dishwasher. I'm like, that's not chivalrous. You, That's what you're supposed to do as a member of the family. She was, like, all excited for herself. I'm like, you better go look for... That's not chivalry. I'm go like, hold the door open for ex- someone. Yes, I'm yeah. like, chivalry is not that. Uh, it was such a weird thing. I'm like, you're confusing just, like, com- like common decency with right. chivalry. Yeah. Or even just normal like being a part of a family with chivalry chivalry is putting your cape over the mud so the (laughs) queen doesn't step in the mud like that's chivalry it was really weird though i was like wow that's not good um never let it become personal from the assignment Uh. to the upholding of chores stick to the facts keep your relationship strong don't take away family get-togethers or meaningful interactions i can't tell them that they're stabbing me in the heart when they don't do what i say what's important to me not important to you yeah exactly Um, and she says she's not a fan of paying children for chores either. So yeah, me neither. 
But when they're a tween, if you just make it part of allowance that like here's the things you do right, in the house right. and like that's what allowance is tied to, so it doesn't feel as much as like paying for chores. It's just well, our like our our allowance has never been tied to chores. Like, yeah, there was never a punishment of you don't get your allowance if you don't do your chores. You have to do your chores. Right. I didn't want to give them an out of not doing their right, chores. Right. You don't get a I bonus. I think it's okay though to pay for extra chores. Like we had yes. a huge yes. yard, huge huge front and backyard. And, you know, my husband was one of those people who didn't believe in paying a service to come to your leaves. <laughs> he wanted to do it himself. So he finally said, well, maybe I'll just pay Matthew to do it for me. But you have to realize that the kid might say, eh, I don't really like that. I don't want to do that. You know, right. I don't want that job. So while some of his friends actually did leaves for their parents because they were told to as chores, we paid Matthew. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Like, my son's old enough now that he probably could get some kind of part-time job, but it would just be logistically difficult. So if I can have him do stuff that I don't like to do, that I would pay somebody else to do, that's fine. Right. Yeah, if you're going to pay. Well, yeah. we've talked about that, about even with tech stuff. Like, oh, yeah, your kids do all those tech things you don't want to do. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting, the whole paying your kids is often a debate right like it's funny that comes up at the end of this thing Mm -hmm. because this this whole article was not tied to allowance like never did the person submitting Mm -hmm. the question say now i don't feel like they earned their allowance or this was part of the deal it's like funny that she threw that in as just something that wasn't even talked about i won't go into it here but i'm going to link to the article in the new york times from when my kids were very little where i got skewered for bribing them to behave we'll just let people (laughs) read that and they, they can comment if they want. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the biggest things she says, which I totally agree with, is keep it simple, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give your kids. And again, if they don't fold the socks the way you want them folded, you don't get to do that either. And right. I would say that usually goes for yeah. your husband, husband too. too. Yep. No, um, no. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. Well, that's what happens, right? Yeah. People complain that their husbands don't help. But then when their husbands try to help, if they don't do it exactly the way they wanted, then they don't let them do it. Like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, but the other way is my husband will do something just simply badly and say, well, if you want it done right, do it yourself. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, there is a way to clean a pot where it's clean. Right. Like, if it doesn't come out clean that's not a failing of mine of expecting too much of you right. you need to actually <laughs> clean the pot no the clean pot's one thing but right. if he chooses to like use he, a sponge instead of a right or the way he puts away clothing or, or makes the bed or you know then it's kind right. of like you asked me to do this i did it my you way thank you yeah, i'm on board with the kid stuff but i'm not letting my husband <laughs> off the hook my way or the highway it is funny because my daughter's um when they unload the dishwasher, they, they never put things back quite where they're supposed to be. Like, yeah. there's just some things that they don't know where mm-hmm. they go. And I haven't said anything to them, actually, for that reason, because I don't want them to then be discouraged about unloading the dishwasher. So I have to find, like, the right time, like, when I'm unloading it, where it doesn't feel like I'm saying that they did mm-hmm. it wrong. Like, oh, right. this hand goes it to here. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Could you put this in the... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Can you put this in it's the plate? Funny. Well, yeah, when the Dick, drawer where the serving yeah. stuff goes. When well, Dick empties the dishwasher, the stuff that he doesn't... And he's really good at it. You know, in the morning, that's what he checks. Right. But the stuff that he doesn't know, especially since we moved, even I don't know where it goes. <laughs> this needs a he place. He just leaves it out on the counter. No, I, I am the only person in my house who knows where every single thing in the kitchen goes because it's been in the same place for 10 years. So I right. tell them, if you don't know where it goes, I would rather you leave it on the counter yeah. so that I can find it. Right. Because otherwise yeah. you'll put it away somewhere else and I'll never know where that it is. That is what happened to me the other day. I'm like, where are all my serving utensils? <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. And they were in like if the knife I drawer. Were 14 like, why where would I put them? Drawer? Um, but yeah, so I think that's a key thing for your kids. Right. Because if your kid makes their bed and you remake it because you didn't like the way they did it, then you. Yeah. Then why should they bother? You know, that kind of stuff. Well, and it also, you know, lets them 
it takes away that sense of self-confidence and accomplishment and yeah. it's basically you're disappointed in me I didn't do it right right it wasn't right so why bother right. and I think you know my daughters too like because they really don't make their beds and it makes me crazy because I think it's the simplest thing to do but in the morning they're like during the week I can't be on them about it like, I'm going to send just... you the article about why it's better for bacteria to leave it unmade I don't care about that I wash <laughs> sheets so much. I'm like a sheet washer like a crazy person but um, but I always think like it just makes the room look nice. Like when you make your bed, yeah. the room always looks better. That's true. But if their room's a shambles anyway, I can't and they're even. not bringing people in. Well, but they have. So here's one thing my daughter has, and this is now the consequence of not making their beds because I can't. I really can't take it anymore. They, they share a room. Yeah, okay. they have all these pillows that they had to have, like the ice cream sandwich pillow and oh, the, yeah. the jelly wrench. All these stupid pillows, right? I said to them the other day, I'm throwing out all the pillows. Like I'm taking them to textile recycling on Friday because they're all on your floor. Yeah. And if you're going to make your bed every day, that's fine. But if you're not, it's just random pillows all over your floor. Like, you you don't live in a giant bedroom. You share a bedroom. And they were both like, all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because they're almost 15. Like, enough with the stupid ice cream sandwich pillow. You know? Like, so it's time to get rid of them. But, you know, and then when they make their bed, it looks mm -hmm. like a freaking Frico store with, like, pillows all over it and stuffed <laughs> animals and random stuff that's been sent to them at camp. But... Yeah, they were fine with it. So I'm actually fine with that because part yeah. of what makes the room look so awful isn't just the beds unmade. It's the clutter. It's all the clutter. Mm -hmm. It's all on the floor. Yeah. So that's my that's my thing about chores. But yeah, it's not chivalry. No. <laughs> I have to just reiterate So again. I wonder how yeah. many kids do fold socks. You know, like, because I really feel like, except for mine who actually did, but I feel like this this whole example is, you know, it's a great example of something that matters to this parent and doesn't mm -hmm. matter to the kid. And right. I wonder how many parents, and we'd love to hear from you guys, what you're asking your kids to do that they just don't care about. And what could you ask them to do that would make them a little more engaged right. and want to do it? Right. right. Dust the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't get clogged. <laughs> I also think um, one of our Update things. Update all the computers. Right. One of the things we have too, like instead of allowance, if you do what you're supposed to do is actually the extras so you want spotify premium mm. like that is an earned thing in a big way oh that's good um idea. so you have to get so if there's something your kid really wants like mm. that um especially if it's an ongoing subscription to something mm -hmm. that's good leverage because they have to have your credit card hooked up or yeah. it's not happening yep. um and you can shut that off right quick that's <laughs> <laughs> all right we will be right back with our bites of the week Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So we are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what well, you got? First, I want to do a follow-up of one that I did, I think, a couple months ago, the inverted umbrella because when yeah, I... I'm looking at it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I have it with me today because it's raining, and when I when I met, first mentioned it, it was really like the second time I was using it. So it was kind of a provisional recommendation. I've now been using it a lot and I'm in love with this thing. I was on a really crowded subway today and I like my umbrella was pressed up not only against me, but against two other people. And it was dry because all the water was inside. <laughs> so I love this thing. So we'll put a link to that again. Um, but my real recommendation, my real bite is this video that I've watched twice now. It's hilarious. It's by this dad named Josh Darnett. I've never heard of him. He's got like a decent number of YouTube subscribers, like 50,000. Wow. That's decent. And yeah, and he did this thing called the Exact Instructions Challenge with his kids. And his kids look to be about like maybe six and 10, seven and 11, somewhere in there. And he told them to write down instructions on how to make a peanut butter sandwich. And this really goes to like, 
how we talk about teaching kids how to think like programmers, like how to do clear steps. And so there were all these iterations of him trying to make a peanut butter sandwich following his kids' written instructions. Like it would be like, put the knife in the jar and spread it on the bread. So he would put the knife in the jar and then spread the jar on the (laughs) bread. You know, stuff like that. And it took them so many tries to actually get him to make an actual peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was hilarious. Now you know why Ikea writes their directions the way (laughs) they do. They're like, screw you, figure it out. And, (laughs) And it was just a really good exercise in teaching your kids how to think. And, and plus, the video is just really well produced and funny. That's really so, great. So, yeah, I'm going to link to that. Please watch that's it. Funny. It's great. That's probably a great activity for a teacher to do that's trying yes. to teach, like, an, you know, at a very elementary level, coding. Yeah. Start with that. Right. Well, it's like, it reminds me of Amelia Bedelia. You know, yes. like, draw the blinds. Oh, right, right. 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 You know, and so she sat and dressed the turkey. Dressed the turkey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I would love to dress the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Totally dating Dust myself. Dust the furniture. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so I have a fun little thing. Um, I actually was talking about this last week with Amy, and I, I finally realized that it was user error on my part that wasn't getting it to work properly. Oh, oh no. no. Like, you need to put the batteries in properly. But, um, <laughs> Super basic. Well, back so, to direction. To the tech guru extraordinaire. <laughs> Minus plus. Um, so we were talking about cat toys. So I have lots of cat toys, and they take these little teeny tiny batteries um, with little teeny tiny screwdrivers to, yeah. you know, screw yeah, heads to open them. Screws. And the same thing with kid toys, right? Yeah. So my advice always when I was at ABC, whenever I did a holiday toy special, I would say, whatever you do, open up all the toys, put the batteries in, then wrap them. So mm-hmm. when your kids get the toys, there's not the frustration of looking for that screwdriver, right? So somebody made the toy driver, and it is this little teeny handheld mini screwdriver. Oh my God, I can't believe it took so long for just, someone to invent this. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. So it's 10 bucks. I mean, that's it is amazing. the best 10 bucks you're going to spend. It comes yes. with two batteries. So that's the cost of the batteries I already. I always used to use my eyeglass, you know, yes. those eyeglass yes. kits, yeah. which exactly. are a little too small for them. Well, so here's the problem. It comes with a Phillips and a flathead screw. Um, and inside, you can actually store the uh, the bit that you're not using. Nice. So you've got one, and they're oh, held in good. place by magnets. I'm finding that I wish it also came with a little bit smaller bit because mm. some of the toys are, are still too small. That's when you need the eyeglass That's case. That's when you need the eyeglass yep. case. And then, um, for instance, I had to take the the backing off of my Kivo lock the other day to do a software mm. update, which we're not even going to go into why you have to do that for a software <laughs> that update. That is bizarre. Updating hardware. But anyway, I thought, oh, let me use my new toy driver. It's not powered enough to do a bigger... Uh, it's really just enough power for these little toys and cat toys right. and kid toys so okay. that it doesn't strip the head. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, for 10 bucks, this is like, the, and it goes forward and reverse, of course. Right. It is definitely a gift you want to get to anybody who has kids. Or pets. Or pets. Yeah. Definitely pets, too. That's probably a fun baby shower gift. Yeah. I think you it know, is. Like, you know, like, no one, things you don't mm-hmm. think of. I mean, it's we'll, not going to replace your screwdriver. Right. Absolutely right. not. We'll have to remember to mention and, this again in, like, November, because right. it'll be a great stocking stuffer for parents. Exactly. Right. I mean, for 10 bucks, Father's you really Day. can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. Father's That's Day, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. 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 And it's so funny, because when I got it, there was this stack of toys. You know, our cats just go up onto my husband's desk, where all the dead toys are, waiting for new batteries. <laughs> oh, like, so Toy Story. 
story. Poor little oh pathetic God. mouse and this pathetic little laser thing. Uh-huh. And I said to him, would you please finally change the batteries in these? Right. And of course it was like heaven. And he wrote me a whole list of all the wonderful reasons why he liked this toy <laughs> driver so I could share it with you. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So my bite is sort of a weird one because it's not really a thing. But um, it's an ephemeral bite. <laughs> My, I was at my in-laws for the past couple of weeks, and my in-laws have a very extensive art collection. And some of the art is very, um, it's very modern, but some of it's very portrait-focused, too, like a lot of large sculpture with, like, big heads, whatever. <laughs> and my daughter started um, Snapchat filtering the art. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much fun this was. <laughs> that every kid who came over that week then, we were like, check this out. And they... Every kid who maybe would never look at the art, never care about the art, was all of a sudden in this house looking for art that would be Snapchat filterable that That's made it funny. hilarious. Oh, that makes and me want to go to it. a museum. Yes. So this is my tip. Like, if you go to a museum, especially with a younger kid who might be like, a museum. Or a 43-year-old who yes. might be like, a museum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> go, like, especially if you're doing stuff like that, like portraiture or whatever, like, go find the big Rembrandts, find the big portraits, <laughs> and put dog ears on them. I mean, art people funny. are going to think I'm the most horrible person. But it was... <laughs> but it engages them. It engaged them. And it was actually hilarious because you're not... It's not a human face. Like, right. it's like... These were, like, really <laughs> funny things. And you just... There was something about playing with those filters on art that was just... It was really cool. It, like, made new <laughs> art out of it. Like, it was actually really... So did you make a Snapchat of, story for us? She did. My daughter did. Oh. She made a Snapchat story of art. But it was like she... Once she did it, every kid there was like, oh, my God, that's wow. so cool. They don't even, hadn't even See what noticed the art. bored? Yes. It's, it was perfect. Yeah. And they had a reason. Like, they had their phones out, but they were actually, like, sharing and doing stuff. Right. And it was funny. And that's they were taking pictures. <laughs> so that is my tip, is, like, let your kids Snapchat filter, or you, um, art. It's like a whole other way to to look at oh, things that's awesome. that's awesome you know when we really quickly when we were in italy and i think matt was seven maybe seven and of course you're in italy right and you're in florence and rome and venice and you're going to the uffizi gallery and, and he had his best friend with them we were traveling with their family and um he and stefano were it was the height of ninja turtle season oh, no. i mean it was like Everything they did was Ninja Turtle, and we basically (laughs) let them loose and told them to go find every Raphael, every Leonardo, every Michelangelo, (laughs) and that's what they did. They went running around from thing to thing looking at the artist to see if they could find the Ninja Turtle names. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny because I had one of my daughter's best, best, best teachers just knew the Met inside and out, and so they did a lot of field trips to the Met tied to different curriculum. And she did one whole trip to the Met was just about finding cats. <laughs> and they just had to, and she knew exactly where mm-hmm. she was guiding them to take right. them. But it was like how cats were represented in all right. the, in sculpture and went through different civilizations. And the kids were so into it because it was so specific. It wasn't yep. like, we're going to the Met and we're right. going to look at Chinese art. It was like how the Chinese have, how the Egyptians did, how the you know English did. It was really, really cool. Oh, so yeah, there's neat. different ways there's to ways. break it down. Mm-hmm. But Snapchat is definitely, the museum should get into it, man. Yeah, That's what yeah. I think. <laughs> Museums should have people submit their Snapchat renderings of famous art. It was really fun. So anyway, that (laughs) is our show for today. You can find everything we talked about on our website, unparentingbites.com, and on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash parentingbites. You can find us and all of our 
two years of podcasts, many of which are evergreen, I have to say, for tips and tricks and all that stuff on iTunes.com. Find us at Parenting Bites. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, and on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the other Play.it podcasts, which are also really good. And keep leaving the awesome comments on I iTunes. I love the comments. The comments are awesome. And share. Share the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you have kids who hate doing chores and you've got them to do and you figured out a way to have them do it, <laughs> we want to hear from you. Leave some comments on our Facebook page. Until next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.